You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Relative Dizzle. <laughs> Episode 291 with a special guest, too. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. We can jump into a lot of things. We just watched a crazy ending to the to the Celtics Nets game. We could talk about it being Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and everything like that. We can talk about verses going down with Mary and Mary and BB and CC Winans. We can talk about all that. But like you said, Killer, we got a special guest back in the building, the homie Flam Fever. What's good? Or Flamborghini. What what are we going by this week, bro? I ain't gonna lie, I feel like a whole new person since I seen y'all last, man. So we got a lot to talk about. <clears throat> oh, for sure. And that was uh, one of our most watched episodes. Uh, it created a lot of memes. Uh, you was definitely on one. That was almost what? That was like two years ago, right? Man, that was like almost three. I was saying wow. it might have been more than that. That was before pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, that was like three years ago. Wow, wow, wow. So, shit, man, what's been up since then? Man, I've been, I ain't gonna lie, man, I'm like, I'm super happy just in general in life right now. You feel me? Like, I'm, um, I've redirected my focus from, like, just being really, really, like, desiring to be a part of the music industry. And I've just been, I don't know, I've been finding joy in just regular, um, self-sufficient type things, bro, like buying shoes and smoking good weed and, (laughs) 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 And like, it's just been a, it's been peaceful for me lately, you feel me? Yeah. I'm still doing music and shit, we just dropped the album um, early in the year, it's doing pretty good, I'm on maybe my fifth video I dropped off the album so far, and, um, we're getting a lot of good feedback. We're not really getting a lot of feedback from from rappers because of because of the content, but the people are understanding and, and moving on the on the on the subject. So, well, yeah. shit, you talked about it, man. We talking about the new project after rap game. It's so many different lanes and questions we could ask, man. But I'll just start with this: Why fuck the rap game? What what sparked that? Because I start really realizing like the want to fit into the requirements and the and the and the, the premeditated wants of the rap game to be in it, I feel like that shit was fucking with my mental health, bro. Like it was really it's stressful. It's stressful to try to be what other people want you to be. Yeah. And the rap has moved to like one day I just looked at myself, I said, bro, I don't got tats on my face. I don't got green hair. Like I'm not viral. You feel me? And what they want right now is against the integrity of just what I am. So it's kind of like saying fuck the police in a way. Like it's an empowering statement to just give you your, your power over you back. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I feel like all rappers get to the point where they say fuck this shit. But I said this in the other interview. Like when I first said fuck the rap game, it was like when you're trying to get a girl and she don't want to fuck with you. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, the more I start saying that shit, the more the more it gave me freedom in just myself. You feel me? Like not caring about the validation of other people, bro. Like just being okay with who you are and what you've done and, and what you're gonna do is so much better than just wanting people to fuck with you for something you haven't even done yet. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it sounds like it's the rap game, not necessarily the the sport of it so because always tell people if a basketball player say fuck the nba he ain't saying fuck basketball 
Okay. He don't like the drug test in the NBA, or maybe he don't like the the way they treat the rookies in the payout, or maybe he don't like the way they do people in college when he didn't get. It's something about the system. It's not about the game. It it's be- funny. It's funny you said that because one of the uh, foreign players that used to play for the Knicks, he just came out and said something very similar today. He said, "Forget the NBA. Like I'm here to hoop." And they only start hooping during the playoffs, and everybody concerned about the the fashion show walk up. They concerned about uh this, that, and the third. Well, I'm here to play basketball. I'm here mm-hmm. to play basketball all the time. I'm not trying to just give maximum effort when it quote unquote really count. So he said, I'm never coming back to the NBA. Exactly. I'm in my studio right now. Like the music industry is fun in here. Yeah. Outside here, it get political, and it ain't fun no more. Like. The popularity, the the difference in content that people want. Like, I was talking to my dude the other day, and he was telling me, like, he went to community college in Chicago. He was like, brother, you'll be surprised how much rare talent you'll find in Chicago that get washed away by drill music. Mm-hmm. Like, the the, the 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 want for negative content limits the, uh, you know, the, 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 the exposure of people that ain't giving that content. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, the rules get tricky, like, you know, that's why I start throwing shows for people, because I already understand in Dayton, bro, we live in a trap. This is a trap music city. So if you're not really talking about breaking the law or get money or living a certain kind of lifestyle, they're not going to welcome you into the, to the you know, arenas of where the music industry or the music scene here is flourishing. I feel like we don't have a music industry because I always say, where would the NBA be without ESPN? We don't have anybody to cover this shit. Like. There's no there's no hip hop media in Dayton, and I'm not even talking about like media connected to the industry, like independent coverage. Mm-hmm. Like, like, why would people that's fans of this shit look at people that is you know established and 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 proving themselves in the music as far as around Dayton if people around here don't even elevate them and put them on a platform like that? So it's like we don't have no say cheese or for show mag like Detroit or. Everybody wants to grab the microphone. Nobody's grabbing the camera. Nobody's grabbing the, the uh, you know, write up articles about web, a website of covering. Everything's just about creating. Nobody's covering you. You know mm-hmm. Shoot, Killer, you can speak to this. You used to mess with the dudes from the double O.com, right? Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that used to be. Salute to them. Yeah, shouts to Fagans and everybody over there. And they're not even from here. Exactly. They was this, this was a military stop for them. They was in the Air Force and, uh, my funny story, my wife used to work with Fagans in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was her direct, like, boss for a second, or then they became both NCOs, but that was her, like, in, in-house, you know, person that she worked with on a daily. And then that's one thing I always say about the area is, like, people say, why are you not in the clubs no more? It's like, what clubs? Like, the clubs that, the clubs that we had was really a club. And I didn't appreciate the clubs when I was, when I had the clubs. It, it was a drag to do that every week. Right now, there's nothing for me that qualifies as a club in the city right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's that's crazy. why I'm not doing them. <laughs> it's psychological things about just barriers. You know, barriers are psychological. Even when we talk about just barriers as black people, some of it's psychological to what we don't even believe we could do some of the stuff we think we should be able to do because we've never done it or we've been so deprived of doing it before. Like certain psychological shit that play on us, like, when I go in a club, if, if the stage is, like, ground level, if they don't even got to look at you like this, mm-hmm. 
There ain't no, like every most stages in Dayton are like that, and the ones that's like yeah. this, you can't get on. Them. Mm. Yeah, clubs yeah. close down. The, I, I feel like it's a real without putting colorism on the shit. I feel like it's certain people that control real estate where venues. Yep. You know, none of these none of these people in the hip hop community own the venues where hip hop shit happening. Right. And I, those people are scared of the people in the hip hop scene to where they like, bro, we make money other nights outside of this to where we don't even want that. Well, you talked about it before, you know, talking about uh, Dayton or just like in general, like the music industry is is heavy trap and everything like that. Uh, a lot of us on the pod, especially me and Killer and you, Flam, are old enough to remember the days where all right, it was okay to have, you know, your NWAs and your uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Like, you were able to have multiple acts like that. And now it just seems like it's a big divide. It's either you, Kendrick and J. Cole, or you totally on the opposite side. There's no, like, in-between out there right now. And it's like, if you like J. Cole and them, you're not allowed to like the, the trap music and, and Kodak and shit like that. And if you like Kodak, you're not allowed to like Cole and Kendrick. So like mm-hmm. I think that's a big disconnect with people in general. I don't think it's just dating. I just think like people like find their lane and they really just stick with it. It's crazy because think about how many subgenres rock break down to. Yeah. You got soft rock, pop rock, uh yellow bluegrass, uh mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like metal, mm-hmm. uh different kinds. Just like with rap, you got trap rap, you got hyphy, you got bounce, you got drill, you got uh New York drill, you got Detroit, yeah. you got Texas, you got but people won't I feel like just like with the cat with the conversation of the top five best players of a sport or top five greatest rappers, we gotta like categorize this a different way to get an accurate sum up of what we put in our list as. Like I feel like when you don't know how to accurately break down regional culture you don't understand artists before you even listen to them. Regional culture is super important. Like the way they move to a beat in Florida isn't how they move to a beat in Texas. The way they move to a beat in LA ain't how they move to a beat in Oakland. The way they, the way we move to a beat in Dayton ain't how they move to a beat in Columbus or Cleveland or Cincinnati. Like understanding the regional culture differences about the reason why they like this certain tempo or the reason why they, they rap to these kind of beats or use these kind of samples or use this kind of auto. Everybody has a reason for doing whatever they want to do. But most people, like you said, they don't give people that right or that room to do whatever they want to do because it's not, a, it's not with the, the organic thing of that, what they come from or what they like. You know what I'm saying? Like most people, when they come over to my house and they see what I'm listening to, they'll say, bro, for you to be able to rap this deal, why are you listening to this? Who you listening to? Yeah, I'm listening to everything because I'm always on the edge of what's next. Mm-hmm. I fuck with the bank. I fuck with Larry June. I fuck with Filthy Rich. I fuck with uh fucking um Cookie Money. I fuck with L.A. niggas. I fuck with G Perico. I fuck with uh O3 Greedo. I fuck with Texas niggas. I fuck with Sauce Walker. I fuck with uh Louisiana. Fredo Bang. Uh, and uh, Kamaya from the Bay, too. She's from Oakland. Florida, I fuck with Kodak. I fuck with uh, Kaleon. I fuck with, like, I just, I like music. And I understand that different places produce a different kind of music. But I feel like the internet fucked that up. Like, just like with fashion, everybody dressed the same. Like, it's not a regional fresh anymore. It's just 
fresh. Mm, Everybody yeah. see each other's culture and put a little bit of it with each other, and now it's just one bowl of slop. You feel me? <laughs> and if you don't tastefully do it, it's slop. But if you fuse it the right way and don't steal and stay true to who you are, but just add a little of that seasoning, it get different. You feel me? But when we from a place like this, I feel like it's it's not it's hard to be um sure enough of our own image, being that we're from a city that's not established on the music scene, it's hard for people to think that this image and this character is good enough to not steal and borrow other people's shit. Yeah. It's I wanted to ask oh my fault. It's so much link and dating in regular conversation we don't put it on songs because mm. we don't know if people think that's cool mm. but how do we get them to think we're cool if we say what they say right you know what I mean like cultural differences you hear me right one thing I wanted to ask you too you talked about a little bit about being self-sufficient you I, one thing I always commend you on is that you stay relevant you Long as I've been a DJ, I, I've heard the name Flam, and, and, and you find ways to stay relevant and stay with it. I just want to know what are some of those self-efficient things you're doing outside of music. I know you got the clothing line, and I just want to know some of the things you're doing to stay relevant and to kind of flip the script for you. Um, I used to didn't understand the concept of recreating yourself, reinventing yourself. You know what I mean, like. For a long time, I was just one-dimensional. I just was rapping. And it's so many things that... Think of how many people a rapper need to rap. You need a producer. You need an engineer. You need a videographer. You need the DJs. You need to... And then think of how many people that make money off rappers that ain't never going to make it. Mm-hmm. Them people got to get paid. You got to pay to go to the studio today. You got to pay to have beats. You got to pay to... Do, and some of these people you paying ain't never going to make it. But they going to survive off you because you ain't never going to make it. And you paying them to do whatever you want to potentially. Right. You feel me? So I just had to realize the only way to cook the books, meaning turn deals into even debt, is to learn how to do the shit I'm paying for. Yeah. So even outside of me having other things going on financially that I can gotta you know it take less pre- less stress off the music for me to financially re-benefit from the shit i don't pay to record i don't pay to get beats so the difference between the smile on my face bro is that i can't flop i can't i can't like be in the red <laughs> yeah because even when i spend money the only thing i spend money on is videos and i'm wearing my own merch in the video so that's just a commercial <laughs> right, right. It, it is really like, man, I hope this works. Is this my last $500? Like, and I know that's what these niggas doing. Because I used to do the same thing. Right, right. But, and people, I know, like I said, rappers ain't giving me that much feedback on it because it's a soft spot. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's speaking on what we talk about within ourselves that we ain't going to put on the song. But we know mm-hmm. we've been doing this shit for 12 years and we still ain't paying our bills off this shit. You Sidebar, that wall track I fuck with. I fuck with that wall track. So. I appreciate that. I appreciate fuck. that. That's like fuck. that track is like the girl. Like remember on Juice where they was about to jump off the roof and they just looked at each other and grabbed their nuts. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's on. Hold on, sidebar. Another sidebar. Dizzle, have you seen Juice? Come on, don't don't do this, bro. I was about to- <laughs> <laughs> don't do this, bro. 
I'm, I'm just saying. We, Don't it, play it, it's, me, it's, man. It's, it's, it's our cause on this here. Well, Dizzle is like, you know, 10, 12 years younger than us, so it's our cause to make sure Dizzle is always watching these good quality flicks. Dizzle is a hip-hop historian enough that he watched it just because Tupac did. Oh, I didn't see. Well, he uh, didn't see above the rim until like two weeks ago. Poor <laughs> white man can't jump. I ain't seen uh, what's the one with uh, fuck uh Janet Jackson. Fuck the pros. <laughs> <laughs> what's the one with Janet? Poetic justice. Yeah, I ain't seen that one either. Oh man! <laughs> I might have to get. With them on the on the on the bottom of the feet. <laughs> yeah. Now I got I, a list. I definitely yeah. got a list I gotta get to. But I will say this, Flam, like you are the one person I know for sure that is giving our man Dizzle a run for his money because Dizzle is a DJ, he is a realtor, and he has, you know what I'm saying, a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? So with you making your own beats, obviously with your own merch and being a rapper, recording yourself and everything like that, like Y'all two dudes, like, I really commend y'all because y'all go-getters, you know what I'm saying, for lack of a better word. Like, y'all find a lane for yourselves and, and see the opening and just go for it. A lot of people, not just in music, just in life in general, don't have the balls or the gumption to just roll the dice and do it themselves. So, salute to both of y'all. Two things I'm going to say, and I, I greatly appreciate that. That's a hell of a compliment. One thing about this Fuck the Rap Game album is I said, man, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die like this. Because I'm going to tell you some real shit. I put off being a man to be a rapper for a long time. You feel me? Mm. Like, and niggas, and niggas do this shit too. They're not going to tell you this though. You feel me? Put it like this. Ain't nobody going to tell you they broke why they broke. <laughs> they got to put, they got to do something to keep their manhood intact of at least hiding behind the image of, but I got this. You feel me? But this rap shit, bro, it really tests how bad do you want something, but it make you really ask yourself, are you crazy for wanting people to like you? Because that's really all this shit is for real, bro. Like, at the end of the day, if your fan base don't equal numbers of people watching and listening to your shit, people going to say no matter how good it is, it ain't that good. Right. So, so my question is, how did you get to this state of being basically vulnerable on your music to basically say what other rappers are scared to say? Whether I was hiding it or not, they see it anyway. We see, listen, when you're a rapper, all you're doing is shining the light on what you have and don't have. We see you keep flipping them three pair of pants out here on these shows. <laughs> we see you ain't got no shoes. You keep wearing the same shoes. You wearing them shoes so much, they don't even match your shirt. Them just your shoes. <laughs> they see it even when you don't say it, bro. <laughs> you can't really act like, you know? And the thing yeah. is, bro, to the, I got to the point where I'm like, man, I'd rather just really be that nigga in real life. Bro, everything I have on in my videos, when I turn them cameras off, it's still in my house. I ain't borrowing none of this shit. This is my money. It ain't a million dollars, but it's mine. My chain ain't big as fuck, but you put the diamond test on this motherfucker, it ain't gonna say it ain't real. Like, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm who I want to be. Yeah. And for a long time, I battled with who I want to be or who they want, who I think they should see me as. When was that turning point? Was it during the pandemic or was yeah. it like leading you know, up to it? It was like I voluntarily went to prison. Mm. 
I, I got to the point where I said, ain't nobody, I don't, you, this is the perfect time for this to happen because I was already at a point where I ain't want nobody else to see me until I wasn't like that no more. So when I really like, I'm talking about, man, my cousins and shit. First of all, I mean, it's Corona. I'm not trying to catch that shit. The niggas like, man, you gotta come outside. Why you ain't coming outside? For what? I'm not, <laughs> I'm in the oven. We got, like, I got real life work to do. Like, I ain't talking about come outside when I got 15 songs. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. People don't understand. If you ain't got enough money to have your songs dropping, you got to have three, four videos dropping when all them songs drop. Can't be scrambling to shoot them bitches. Now, you got to have money for this shit. Like, in order to be ahead of time to promote things effectively, it take money. You can do what? When you walk in a club, the DJ got to drop your shit because you paid him already. People <laughs> <laughs> just look that sweet. Talk about it. It's a long line of getting a, enough people to fuck with you enough to where it just, it just worked like that. You hear me? So do you go to the clubs now? Man, I don't, I don't do nothing that got to do with trying to get this shit no more. I can't, like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I can't explain how I don't care no more. It fucked me up sometimes, bro. Like, <laughs> having, like, they ain't feeling me. Like, they, they don't. Bro, I'm, I don't have nothing to prove no more. I'm bored for real. But it's a, it's peaceful. Cause at the same time, if I just sit on the couch, I know I'm still getting money. You feel? Know? And, and, and I was banging my head on this music shit and it was free. Mm. Right. Like, man, when you find a way to make money, bro, like, these hats. Bro, this shit was a beautiful mistake. I was about to get into it, because they, they said Flam was coming on. I'm like, I'm about to ask him about them hats, man. Yeah. Like, I ain't seen no, I need a Wayne hat, bro. You got to do something for the suburbs, bro. Like, <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got the third good Marshall hats. You done got the, uh, you got the Kaiser joints, the Trotwood. Bro, what yeah, about what? joints. I got I need Wayne, man. Off already. It's on the way back. I got a restock coming in soon. But bro, I ain't gonna lie. I'm scared of them schools that got enough money to get a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Need no fever creek. Somebody asked me today, "What about CJ?" I said, "Hell no." <laughs> they got they got lawyers that go there right now and they ain't even graduated yet. I'm not fucking. I'm weak. Was just a. I remember I went to, a, uh, I had a scholarship to Ohio State when I was in the sixth grade. So one of the things that was part of the program was when you get to high school over the summer, you'll go to a camp on campus with like people from Cincinnati, Columbus, uh, Cleveland, Mansfield. This one I learned about cities like Youngstown, Lorraine, Canton. Uh, I never heard of some of them cities before. So I'm realizing like Cleveland niggas got on Indians hats and shit. Cincinnati niggas got on Reds hats. Columbus niggas could wear old state. I'm like, we don't have no hat. So this was just the early stages of me wanting to represent more than I really had the resources to. We such a small city. Y'all know they ain't start selling UD fittings and lids till what? Oh eight? Oh nine? <laughs> like we we only only way we could get a UD hat was from like Myers or something. And we weren't gonna wear that. So I just started being very embodying of Dayton when I got to uh, got around people from bigger cities that just we were so small to them that they didn't know or care about what we had going on. 
So once I, I went there in 10th grade, college, I went to Akron. I'm surrounded by Cleveland niggas. Same thing, niggas. When LeBron first going to the league, he didn't put money in the union. All his high school teammates go to my college. The coach from there is the coach there. The coach's son is the point guard. So I'm surrounded by cultural swag. Yeah. And we don't have one. We have one, but it isn't established yet. So I've always been, you know, sticking to my gun as far as being a city nigga, even when they don't understand me. So, you know, that's just part of my image now. I always wear Dayton jerseys or something that got to do with Dayton in my videos. And I just wanted to make a Flamborghini hat. Once I understood Brandon, I'm like, <clears throat> Larry June helped me understand Brandon. I said, man, you can rap good as you want, bro. If people don't want to be like you, this shit ain't working. Mm. The hardest thing in the world for people to do is remember a verse of all punchlines. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody remembers Cannabis verse on uh, Buckingham Palace. The best rappers you could think of, they're not catching. Because it's too much complexity in the words. You feel me? So I'm understanding from a person like Larry June that's not a very complex rapper. It's his branding. It's his packaging. It's what he's giving you to remember him by. You feel me? You can't brand talent. They don't. Re they you. They remember branding. They notice talent. Yeah. So that's when I start thinking like I need a chance to rapper hat, a, a hat that I could wear all the time that I could just. It's right next to my face. You'll know me for my hat. Originally, it was the Flamborghini logo. The Dayton spoke was like this small on the side. I got them made, and people lost their mind over the spoke being this small, and the Flamborghini logo was this big, and they didn't trip on that shit. I'm mm. like, bigger than you, you got to put the spoke that big. And I did that shit, and I ain't had a job in, like, three years, bro. Like, and I only dropped two tapes in three years, really. It ain't even music. Like, I don't really, I never did anything that worked this fast. And I mean, obviously you got the hats, you got the joggers, you got the hoodies and everything like that. And uh, I remember I reached out when I saw the the red dad hat joint, and you was yeah. like, "So sold out." <laughs> <laughs> so how fast your march be moving? Because I need that red dad hat. I got reds on the way. I'm gonna hit you. With, we gonna we gonna get that lined up for you because I need I need y'all to have it on anyway. Just because we gotta we gotta get on that man. Like we gotta start we gotta start putting ourselves where we want to be far as Dayton, I, I mean, you know, individually, we all know that as far as whatever we're doing, but Dayton got to be, we got to be biased, bro. That's what, that's how they do us. Mm -hmm. They literally do us like that. Where you from? Dayton. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because here's the question. What do they got to come here for? Yeah. We got we to gotta go shop up there. We got to go break our records up there. We um, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, we need them. They don't need us. When are we going to act like we don't need them? This is one of the moves of that. Like, we got our own shit, bro. We don't need that. Mm -hmm. We don't got to attach ourselves to Ohio State winning. Let's, let's root for UD. That ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> it's us because we in the state, but that's how limited of resources and things to be happy about we have, that we got to be happy for them. They ain't happy for us or sad because we fucked up. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, they good anyway. You feel me? Right, right, right. We the niggas that come bring them our money because we don't know no better. 
I mean, you're right. I mean, every single show, like, with a big name artist, I mean, you know, everybody know I work at the radio station, it's, hey, when your ticket chance to win tickets to see so-and-so in Cincinnati, when your ticket to see so-and-so in Columbus, it's, hey, we getting your, you getting the tickets, but you know you got to travel. You know what I'm saying? So, when we get local shows, no offense, but it's at Odd Bodies, you know what I'm saying, a, a smaller venue and everything like that. Uh, if it's at the Rose, it's going to be Earth, Wind, and Fire and, and, and stuff like that. Love Earth, Wind, and Fire and Uncle Charlie and everything like that. But it's not going to be a hip-hop act. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get a hip-hop act at the Rose or at the Phrase. It's targeted, and you know it's why? Not it's targeted, and you know why? What's up? You got enough money. You know when they can get people? On the way up or on the way down? Yeah. When the, when the artists want to double dip, you yeah, remember, that tell them killer. Yeah. <laughs> you remember so when they came here to Odd Bodies? Yeah, I know everybody was like, "Damn, you coming here at this stage of your career?" When who? I didn't hear you. The baby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Never be back again. He want he want two hundred thousand. Who got that? And then, like, people under, maybe don't understand about the music industry. Show The payout of shows are based on the seat capacity of the venue. If I want 200000 for a show, where are you going to book me where you could even make that back in right. date? Right. Right. And that's the same That's no. the same thing that we get at the radio station. And they people approach me and ask me questions like, well, why don't y'all do so-and-so fest like Cleveland or Atlanta? I'm like, we ain't got nowhere to put it. <laughs> and if we pricing tickets at eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars to break even, ain't nobody gonna pay that. You know what I'm saying? It is it's more of a hassle than it's worth and everything like that. Yeah. But I did want to ask you one more thing about the hats. So I see the seventy six logo on there. Obviously that's a gas station that's no longer around. Like, where did you come up with all these ideas to put these things that are Really, really Midwest, but really specific to Dayton, like on the side, like not just giving you the Dayton spoke on the front, but giving you an extra ump on the side and everything like that. Give more bang for the buck. Um, I like to um, anything I sell, I'm a consumer of. So I want to sell you what I would buy. Not that I'm trying to force my likes on what you want to do. I just feel like. I got to make sure it's good enough for me before I give it to you. You feel me? So I don't want to limit people in like, I never make anything to shortchange the, 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 the cost of making it to profit more. Like McDonald's used to sell real meat. <laughs> Once the line gets so long and you know that this business is going to boom regardless, cut the dope. Yeah. I ain't going to do that. So my whole thing is, I'm big on nostalgia. The original, what I wanted to do with my first idea of a clothing line is I wanted to make a Dayton Mitchell and Ness. So, like, I'm I'm just trying to... And then here's the sad part. Most of the things that we're known for are in the past. Mm. So I have to reach back in, in hindsight and kind of, like, re reintroduce what we've done of why we're credible in the world, which is kind of like harping on the past. Because what have we done <laughs> since fucking Delphi? I mean, General Motors left it. So it's like a, yeah. 
it's weird that even though we made this wheel, California has done more with it and it's more of a part of their culture than ours. Right. So that don't know where this came from, they just attach it to them. We've let people take our culture and do more with it than we have, and we've reaped no benefits of it. That's the big gap between the last relevancy of music and dating. It was a genre that we don't even do no more. Mm. People always wonder why does Rogers' work and, and resume and catalog never register what dating could be. But that's not even rap. We rap now. I'm not saying that he's a legend. It's a it's an immaculate career. But look how long people let it be no continuance of the legacy. Right. Not even saying through people, you know, through his family touching people or handing anything down. It's just nobody from Dayton ain't been known for doing music since him. And even he right. goes to California culture. Just like Dayton's. They took two things from us and built their whole culture on that shit. Dayton's and Roger. That's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, a, it's just about us going back to us wanting to be like us. I just, I feel good when these hats bring that out of me. Like, people tell me when they see people with the hats on, they just nod like it's a club or some shit. Like, <laughs> Is that your most popular item? Yeah, like, somebody had to, and it's sad that in my mind, bro, it, I'm a genius for this because I didn't think of this. This already exists. Is the hat but, your most you know, like, popular item or is it something else? It's this for sure because this is the most universal, universally loved item. Gotcha. It's no gender or race on this. You could be from Beaver Creek and it's still you involved in this, right? You could be from the West Side, like it don't it don't it's not an urban or suburban thing. I just realized it's seven hundred and forty thousand people in the fucking metropolitan area of Dayton. Mm. How many of yeah. those people do rappers skip over to only try to get black people in the inner city? And wonder why they fan base is so strong. Yeah. Back that, to the album, though. Back to the album. I wanted to ask you about my favorite song on the uh, volume one, Go to Work. Yeah. Who made that Who made that beat? EQ, EQ the Misfit made that beat. He's from Dayton, but he lives in Baton Rouge now. Um, Man, I had that song for like a year, and it was just mumbling with no words or the same melody. Like, uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh no, like I saw I record. I don't, I don't, I don't write or stand up when I record. <clears throat> I sit down and just smoke and do it at the same time. But that song is one of them songs where it's like my raps now are about me being a multitasking superhero. I'm selling merch. I'm making beats. I'm doing songs. I'm doing this. I'm doing all at the same time. And that just that song is one of them songs that's just me at the end of the day telling you I don't, I don't depend on the rap game. You feel me? Right. The rap game, man, it's a. I feel so. I be looking at guys that I that 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 I know are giving their whole self to this shit, like working a job to go spend all their money recording, and I know they ain't making the money they spent back even recording the songs. Hmm. Like I really don't. I feel for them guys, bro. Like, cause I used to be like that. And that's the thing about this album. I know people don't, rappers don't necessarily speak on it because they think I'm talking about people like them. Really, this album is me talking to the old me. You lame, bro. You wait for people. You need help. 
Ain't you a grown up? Like, you need help? Like, what do you want help for? Like, that's me talking to me. Cause now I'm, I cringe at knowing I was like that. Them. That's well, not then, well, don't everybody need a little bit of help? I mean, you know, not like a, a handout, but like, you know. Question, right? How good are you when everybody leaves? You can, Kev, you can still DJ when everybody leaves, right? For sure. Nash, you still on the radio by yourself when everybody leaves, right? Yeah. This you, you getting booked up. Remember that app you showed me where they DJ, they book you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody could use help to be better, but do you need help to be whole? I got you. I see what you're at. Okay. <laughs> That's the part where it's like, I meet so many talented, broken people. Their talent is crazy, but their real life is distracting their talent from ever being fully reached. Flam done turned into Professor Flam since the last interview. <laughs> I, I feel it though, cause that's that. Hey, you you, you, you talking talking real shit, bro. Your real when your real life, you can never have time to close your eyes and dream when your real life is in a fucking chaotic ruckus, bro. You feel me? You ain't got time to dream if you got a baby that need diapers and you trying to rap. What the fuck is that going to do for you right now? But I already did it. I'm not saying this to laugh at niggas. I'm laughing at me. <laughs> I think it's just a sense of, you know, growth and obviously maturity and, and realizing like, look, man, I love to do this art form, but I'm not about to be out here trying to impress A, B, C, and D to show my art form. I'm going to do it because I love it. And if my core fan base is fucking with it, those are the only people that I need to be serving, so to speak. But even without me reaching the level of the music industry to where I could convince, I could, you know, I don't even got to, it's, it's undeniable that I wouldn't even have to convince people that I'm successful. Like the music industry, most people in the music industry start off, doing what they want to do music-wise, content-wise, like not affected by the fans' opinion and all this other shit. They sell a lot of records, and then out of the thought of trying to figure out how to sell a lot of records again or more, they start considering people. They get lost along the way considering people, and they say, fuck this, I'm going back to do what I want to do. Bro, I had to do all of that shit, and I ain't even made it. So would you ever sign to a major? No. It, nah, it, it's a one thing about me, bro. I never want to work for fame. Like I never want to be in a situation where, because you got to understand that I understand my my value of talent. So a major label is going to maximize that by working the dog shit out of me. I don't want that because I'm gonna eventually tell them, "Hey, bro, you don't tell me what to do," and they do. They gave me the money, right. <laughs> I know that given you take that money, nigga, you work for them now. I don't, I, I just ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I <Nope>. hate appointments. <laughs> I wake up every day and do whatever I want, and it don't hurt me. I ain't giving that up, bro. That's the dream. Yeah. That's what everybody want to do. You know? That's making it. That's making it, right? <laughs> really understand that nigga there's success outside of your individual dream mm -hmm. there's a very strong chance you could have dreamed the wrong dream <laughs> <laughs> you feel that shit remind me of the meme that's floating around every 
Uh, school ain't for everybody, but rap ain't either. You know? <laughs> so you say you wouldn't stop? Go ahead, go ahead. Rap ain't even for niggas that can rap real good. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. So you say you wouldn't sign with a major. What about, you know what I'm saying, a management company? Obviously, right now, Rock Nation is like the major one that, that everybody's signing to and getting them on these festivals. Coachella was this past weekend and everything like that to help you get on those type of platforms and those type of stages. Would you fuck with something like that? That's the same thing. Because they, they ain't fucking with you unless they're getting some of everything you ever did even before you met them. That's why Dolph turned down the 22 million. That's why Sauce Walker turned down Rock Nation. Like, they want some of your beginning to now and forward. I'm cool, bro. You ain't, bro, I was fucked up by myself doing this shit. And you won't, that don't really, Filthy Rich did the same thing. He like, bro, we can start from now on. They like, nah, we won't, nah. People don't understand, bro. I was listening to Dolph, my daughter, nine, I was listening to Dolph like 10 years ago. They won't all the way back in. Mm. No. <laughs> you gotta come at, you, you can't even talk to them unless you know you can't, they can't talk to you like that. You feel me? You either partnering or we ain't doing nothing. Yeah. I've earned the leverage to partner. What am I talking about? And I don't want that. You feel me? I want to still be able to do what I want to do, and that's what a distribution deal is. A distribution deal, you if you get a major record deal and you live in Dayton, Ohio, you have to move. <laughs> that's I take sure. my daughter to school. I pick my daughter up from school every day. I can't do that. Like my real, my, like I actually like my real life enough to not trade it for that. I used mm-hmm. to trade it. You feel me? Nah, bro. Like you got to do what I want to do. You feel me? Cause I already don't even care about this shit. As a real, as my real self, I had to tell Flam, like, nigga, I killed you. You don't run me, bro. I tell you what to do. Why are you trying to run my whole life? Mm. Like, my whole life ain't rapping. My daughter don't know that. Like, she know I rap, but that ain't, she don't love that. You feel me? Right, right. Niggas, bro, they, they real life ain't better than your dream. Mm. <laughs> The the main question is, does your daughter go to school in your in your in your merch? Man, she <laughs> fuck that shit, bro. <laughs> you know the craziest thing? I asked my daughter, she said, We gotta do a a project for career day coming up. I said, What you wanna be? She said, a small business owner. Ain't she trying to sell slime to her friends, bro. Slime <laughs> <laughs> and shit. Like, my girl even got a three D printer, she makes shadow boxes, like my house is real entrepreneurial, bro. Like, it's rubbing off on them in a good way. Like, they understand. And manifestation, man. Manifestation is more important than anything. The negative thoughts you think about yourself, they're going to come true. You know, that's funny. That slime, that's a good little business because my niece did the same thing. I think it's yeah. glue, glue and detergent or some shit like that. Or I need just more. A, just a I couple need. things and maybe you buy it. I say, hey, man, listen, right? Why are you making people's orders for they give you some money? <laughs> this is the question. Who's buying you more supplies and you didn't even tell me? <laughs> the business if we doing it like that, baby. We, you gotta. I'm giving you the money to buy the shit, to sell the shit, and have money to buy it again. I'm not about to keep buying it. <laughs> Three orders only. 
That's dope, man. That's dope. Back to the album, though. Like, why'd you decide to make it volume one and volume two? For Dolph. And I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, Fuck the Rap Game has been like a two or three year realization for me because I start really listening to rappers that was talking about they were doing my dream like this. Like, I don't even care. Like, if your dream is to get a big-ass chain, and you see a nigga with a big-ass chain and he leave it on the ground, that's going to be a big deal to you. Like, man, you got your chain on the ground. He's going to be like, bro, I don't care about that shit. It's amazing to watch people not care about what you would damn near die for. Them. So the realization was I'm listening to rappers like Money Man, Larry June, Currency, rap about not needing to be controlled. Mm-hmm. So when when people like that, the symbols of my fuck the rap game thing, like Nipsey, Dolph, like Nipsey and Dolph was like the biggest ones. Like they they changed my mentality of not wanting people to do shit for me. Like so when Dolph died, it was like it really fucked me up. Bro. Like I ain't really like I don't know. That that was different than Nipsey because Nipsey made me want to be a better man. Nipsey made me want to be a better businessman. Dolph made me want to be a better man. Like, a rapper don't do cool shit and the cool shit be real shit. Like, take pictures with their kids. Show you their girlfriend. Show you that they, like, rappers don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I respect the fact that Dolph always said, I ain't never sold dope, I sold weed. We all know how important it is to say things that you didn't do to fit in with this culture. Mm-hmm. And niggas used to tell me, bro, you should be fucked up. I was the CD man. I would sell burnt CDs. Niggas would be like, man, I don't listen to Dolph. He's a weed man. <laughs> <laughs> but this is before dispensaries in California. And he was talking right. about this before he knew already. You feel him? We don't know. We get everything late. Fashion, weed strands, everything. So losing Dolph, bro, that was like one of my real losses as far as direction in the GPS of knowing how to play this shit independently. Because niggas like him, I want to copy what they do as far as not being owned. You know what I'm saying? Like, him and Nipsey, nobody could tell them what to do. But they still had a business that was flourishing enough to where people want to be a part of it to where they have to get told what they can do. Mm Mm-hmm. I heard CeeLo Green say the American dream is saying no. Mm. You can't say no if you only got one choice. Yeah. Motherfucker that only got water talking about, yeah, I'd rather just drink water. This ain't got no juice, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) You feel me? I'm going to tell y'all the truth, bro. I got tired of shopping on a sales rack. Like, Acting like you don't want what you really want because you only limited to being able to afford this much shit in life. I knew I was worth more than this. And I got tired of rap being the only way to prove I was worth more. So now I don't want to perform. I just want to go to the shows where all the rappers rapping and have all my chains on. <laughs> I just want to show people whether this shit working or not, bro. My life is working. You feel me? Most so, of well- if what would it take for you to do a show? Um, I don't know, man, because 
it's not even a it's not even a music thing, bro. Like I just don't want to do it. I don't want to get up there and feel like I'm I'm trying to get y'all to fuck with. Like Sauce Walker said, I'm not a rapper. I'm a genius. You got to get up there and shake that tail feather. I don't. Like I just like the fact that I don't got to do it. It's better than getting because bro, I'm, I care about this shit. When I do it, I I get nervous and like I want it to work. I don't want I don't want that no more. I don't even want to put myself in them type of anxiety filled feelings no more. You feel me? Yeah. What was the spot that you used to uh have the um the nights at? We had I had stuff at uh, One Eye Jacks. I had stuff at Ladder Eleven. Yeah, Ladder Eleven. Ladder Eleven. Yeah. After the pandemic, they don't do shows no more. Like, I want. I, I think oh, you so. ain't heard. You ain't heard. Pandemic over. It's over. That's <laughs> over. <laughs> they still don't do it. You feel me? Like a lot of these people, they use this as a reason to get rid of what they don't want. True that. You know what I mean? Like the world is not the same. Oh no, not at all, man. Uh, you right. Like even like just like not even like in the music, just like in general, like everyday business. Like, once these companies found out, like, oh, well, shoot, we don't need three people in that department. We only need two. We only, oh, y'all can work from home? Oh, shit, we can save money. No more office building. Everybody work from home. We'll boot you up on a Zoom call every week to make sure everybody doing what they're supposed to do. We put this little tracking device in your computer. Everything is everything. They cutting expenses left and right. And that's the same thing for, you know, nightclubs or anything like that. Once they found out, like, well, we don't have to do these type of acts that we don't feel comfortable with. We can still make good money doing what we want to do. They just cut it out. What do y'all think the biggest change in music is after the pandemic? Kill them. There's a lot of DJs. I would say the biggest change that I see is it's just like the actual partying and letting go and turn off, turn off your cool just to enjoy the present. You know, everybody got to record something. Everybody got to be capturing something for the views. It just seems like that present moment is gone. Nobody cares about that present shit no more. And the world's moving too fast to care. I was about to say the output. You know, everybody was on pause for that year and a half, two years. And now I feel like everybody dropping. Everybody dropping. Um, and some of these niggas need to take their time with their shit because I, mean, <laughs> I, I must prefer quality over quantity. But right now we uh we in a point to where each week somebody is like five new albums each week from niggas. I I can't even keep uh, keep up at this point. Shit, for me, I think it's the the people in my age bracket. They got a lot of love. We got a lot of love from you know the virtual sets. Uh, obviously, with D Nice and everything like that, I know Killer did some, DJ Opeasy did some. That age bracket got a lot of love, and now those acts from that time they on the road like a motherfucker. Like they was always on the road, you know. You hey. see your Cincinnati Jazz Fest, but now they on the road like they brand new again, making you know, that bag, and we coming out to see them. You know, adult music is a thing. Yeah, and I think. <clears throat> Peer pressure is a motherfucker, though, man, because as big of a thing as it is that with streaming, you have the option to only listen to whatever you want to do. Yeah. That don't stop a rapper from feeling the peer pressure of to do what, what's working. Yeah. There's a lane for you to do anything you want. 
But when you see them numbers is going to this, I don't even know if the record labels is, is targeting negative music. They're supposed to bet on what's doing numbers to assure they're going to make their money back. Yes, yeah, the music business. Negative bullshit. It's a it's a lose lose in a way. Like, yeah, they wouldn't be doing their job if they weren't trying to make their shareholders happy. And if that's the music that people are streaming, that's the people that's what people are listening to. They'd be fools to be like, all right. Let me go get this act. I know he's not anything like what people are listening to, but he's going to be huge. Like, no, they want a sure thing. They want a sure thing to make sure the money keeps rolling in. And that's why it's so important for, you know what I'm saying, artists like yourself or artists that do something different to remain independent because if they found their quote-unquote niche audience and they're feeding that audience and then it blows up and then it organically happens, you can do it your way. You can have the clout. You can have the power because... You're something new. You're not something like everybody else because everybody else, they got you by the balls because you're like everybody else. You got a hot single like old boy designer. He had a single. We ain't heard from him since. So he probably had to sign away everything, his fucking gold teeth and all. You know what I'm saying? His hot top fade. He probably had to give everything away for that advance from Panda Panda Panda. How much business leverage do you have with one song? Nada. You ain't even did it again. You never even did another song again, let alone me. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. So you got to give me all the leverage in the business deal. That's why people, like, when you broke, bro, you going to, what you would do for $50, you won't do once you get $100. Yeah. But they know you never had $100. <laughs> I think it's just as simple as people just growing and realizing their worth. Like, Killer, you talked about this all the time. Like, how... Back in the day, you would DJ a club for $50. But now, $50 won't even get you to boot up your computer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're doing weddings for 10 times that price. You're, people are paying your travel expenses to come do their event. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if somebody's to call you, you can easily say, nope, because I'm still eating over that last one. Like, I don't exactly. need to do that. And you there's don't need not, to do that shit. Because potential ain't proof. I already did. They giving me this right now. Mm-hmm. You gotta give me more. If ain't nobody giving you shit right now, how you gonna say I need more? Nigga, we know ain't nobody calling your phone, bro. <laughs> Somebody might call your phone, but are they calling you? Are you are you open that day or not? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want this fifty or what? You feel right. right. It's a punk yeah. thing. And I understand in business, motherfuckers got to, you know, put a pump fake on, like, the value of themselves are higher. But we got to really be real with knowing the value of ourselves for real. If you going into a record label, and a record label is an organization constructed of making money off fucking rappers, and you got one song, where don't you think you going to get fucked at? You know? <laughs> but it's like you said, man, it's that dream, and that's... You know, a lot of people believe in themselves or believe, like, all right, all I need to do is get my foot in the door and this blow, and I can make something else happen and make the next thing happen and make the next thing happen. You trying to get your foot in the door of a whole house, bro. <laughs> You're whoring. You get... See, niggas be running around the country spending money looking for the people that's going to fuck you. You looking for them, like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand for real, bro. Like, Jizzle, get the clip. 
<laughs> I got the timestamps. <laughs> I'm looking for them and you have nothing on your resume proving your concept of successful business. What are they going to do other than fuck you? What do they do with people that have no numbers but correct? Fuck them. Ain't nobody in Dayton got no, like, nobody has the numbers to really be looking for no record label. And that's why people in Dayton are not in the mindset to even understand the progression that it takes to build a catalog or resume worthy of being sold for more value than you put into it. Mm -hmm. I look at this shit like when, when 50 Cent got vitamin water. I put this much money in it. I let it linger and bubble up and get to this value. And then I sold it to a billion dollar corporation like Coca-Cola. When you build your value up as an artist, that's like you selling vitamin water to a record label. How much they going to give you if all you did is one song? Mm. You sold 10 waters, you think they about to give you a billion dollars? Nah, you got to build the value of the product up to give them, bro, I'm selling you the full rights to, to profit off this. It's worth this. That's why you should give me this. But worth, worth talent ain't shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tastes good. Have you sold it yet? You feel me? That's the business. So, so little Johnny, little Johnny, want to be a rapper. He like thirteen years old. He got a little talent. What what advice you gonna give him? You know what's crazy, bro? I think about this when I think about when I thought about the campaign of fuck the rap game. I said, man, I'm one of the only rappers I feel like that'll tell a little kid don't do this shit. Mm. Niggas is not gonna tell you that. Because it makes it let them it'll let you know that it ain't working for them. <laughs> or at least see, see why. Why do you why do you want to be a rapper? For the for the glitz and the glam or is it for the sport? Like what's the reason behind other than, it? Other than peer pressure. They have everything you want and you don't know how to get it. Bro, you can get, you can have a chain and a watch, you know. You can have that shit off having a job. Yeah, <laughs> cause I, I forget what show it was. It, the 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 guy said you ain't gotta dress like a drug. You ain't gotta be a drug dealer to dress like a drug dealer. <laughs> like I always thought that was the funniest shit, but it's it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it, it's real talk. Drug dealer is the cool thing about the culture of being black, but. It just is what it is. You feel me? Like, we can't, we can't act like, we can't act like we can actually water down the impact of the streets on black people. What is rap other than the streets? How do we separate, this, this is another question I got for y'all. How do we separate the streets from music? I mean, that shit just comes from understanding like this shit is entertaining. They're kids. They don't understand that. And that's that's the responsibility of their parents to make them understand. Like just like when you go take them to go see a movie, hey man, that's in real life that's Michael B. Jordan, but on the screen right now he playing Adonis Creed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like okay, like one of my favorite rappers is Pusha T. He sold drugs, but do is he was he selling drugs for Pablo Escobar like he's saying his raps? Hell no, I know that, and people got to realize that. And I don't knock the kids for that. I knock the adults, and then I knock people in their mid-twenties actually come to each other. No, he don't really be living what he talk about in his raps. Well, you're stupid. 
that mm-hmm. actually think he fucking sold drugs for Pablo Escobar. But you gotta, <laughs> with the smartphones being in our pocket and kids being able to type what they want to type in on YouTube, we not always there to decipher what they listening to. They listening to shit that they wouldn't listen to around us because when you think about it, bro, remember on BET, the, the videos was edited. Clean mm-hmm. version. They don't make clean versions no more. Oh, hell no. Nah. Tell me about it. Tell you me about it. in and search and see the dirtiest thought in your mind on your phone right now. Shouts out to BET Uncut. Able to spell mm-hmm. it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I understand all of this shit, but it's like, the world is evolving in a way where it's like, some of this shit you just can't really stop, bro. Like, you could, you could decode what you, what you aware that they looking at and understanding and, you know. But at the same time, bro, you remember when we was at the age where they would tell us, we're the age that runs the world. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that the age of people that run the world don't know this isn't real? The age of people that gives all these rappers all these views, they don't know this ain't real. You feel me? Or furthermore, they don't care. But it's the soundtrack to risking your life. When you ate, when you a young male, bro, your testosterone level and willingness to take a risk is way higher when you like 18 to 22, 23. So listening, you already want to do bullshit anyway. You listening to niggas right. rapping all day. You want to spin. Like, it, it's the same influential things as us wanting to wear, like, Evizu jeans and shit like that. Like, this is the now trend, bro. Like, when we wanted fucking uh, Muskeen shirts and fucking the fucking clear Air Force Ones, like, this is <laughs> now it's, nigga, a, a fucking extendo or switch. Yeah. It's sad, I mean, bro. Like, but that's that's what's up. And if you ain't furthering that, your numbers ain't gonna do nothing. You feel know? I me? Mean, I mean, you talking about the extendo clips? Like, what you what's your thought process on basically all these young rappers dying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Them reporting the news about what's going on in their hood or whatever is one thing, but them actually being casualties of what's going on is a totally different thing. Or not even the casualties of what's going on in their neighborhood, being robbed out there in L.A. or down there in Atlanta, getting shot up at the club and everything like that. It's shit. Niggas can get shot in the hood, and now niggas are getting shot now that they got money in their pocket. Like, ain't that the whole reason to be, like, an entertainer and make money is to not get shot and not be up in the bullshit? I heard Starlito say one time, the same power I have to make something happen is the same power I have to keep something from happening, so it's always my fault. Niggas ain't moving right. They not, they don't understand how important they are. It's like my man's for the, for the Raiders that just hit the, the lady with the dog drunk driving. But your whole family is broke again. Yeah. You just made it to the NFL. You just touched never having to worry again, and you already got to worry again. You don't get it. It's just sad. Like I, Again, like I said, the willingness to take a risk for a young male when you 18, late teens to early 20s, some niggas fuck their whole entire life up off one of them risks. They don't know what they're doing. But I always say, like, niggas like Youngboy and Kodak, if they make it through this age of not knowing what they're doing, they're going to be legends. But most niggas don't make it through this that, that that's like that. You feel me? 
They don't understand. You can't, it, it take, you know how they say we gotta unlearn and we rewire our mind? Like, bro, these niggas are from the trenches, bro, and they got a million dollars, like, overnight. Mm-hmm. You can't just act like we know that we think because they got a million dollars, they ain't the same person. They could buy all the dumb shit now that they already wanted to buy. They just didn't have no money. And that's really guns and drugs and shit. You feel me? Like, I was watching the Kodak video, man. He say, I'm, I'm killing a roach. I'm killing a, smoking a roach and killing the rats. That nigga spray roach spray on his black mouth, bro. This new, this is new, like, we don't understand. <laughs> but they are living in another world. I can't, I can't criticize them for it because whatever you got to do to survive in that world, I never know because I ain't from that world. Shit, Dizzle, that's a generation younger than you. What's your thoughts on it? Shit, like J. Cole said, I feel like the middle child, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll be yeah. getting called old head sometimes. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm still youthful, that's but, shit, that, you know. It feels safe when a motherfucker called me that. <laughs> just know I'm not spinning so yeah right. cool. but it's a it's a, it's a energy right now man where it's a it's a it's a it's a contest of proving who's more of a man for doing other shit and speaking of energy where your energy at where you like what's next for Flam what's, what's coming up for the summer um I was gonna drop some new music man but I said bro I've never really been that consistent at being consistent with dropping videos so I'm trying to get to like maybe 12 or 15 videos. I'll fuck the rap game. It's 24 songs. So I'm just, um, focused on visuals right now, getting new merch in. I got some new merch about to drop here in a couple weeks. I got the back to school event. We've done three annual ones so far, but the, the pandemic had us canceled for the last two years. So we about to do that again in August. At the skate shop. Yep. At Mike's bike park. Um, nice. I'm one of, um, I actually got to have knee surgery next month. So um I wanna get back to doing some shows, but I gotta really see how how, how old this motherfucker gonna make me <laughs> So hold on, you getting a knee surgery, Dizzle, you had the shoulder situation, Killer, you had the back situation. Uh <laughs> I'm telling y'all, get your namaste on. Fifteen minutes a day, you know what I'm saying, keeps the old man away. I smoke and don't talk for a while, I thought that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm just trying to keep my energy just neutral, man. Like, it's always, you know, things happen, ups and downs come. But they say thinking about the past is depression and thinking about the future is anxiety, man. So I'm just trying to stay in the middle. You feel me? What you watching on TV? Um, I watch, uh, I watch basketball, really. I'm watching basketball right now. I don't really watch TV that much. I watch, um, I was watching that Kenny Powers, bro. That shit funny as fuck. That uh, East Side Bound, I think. Side Bound and Down, yeah. That funny as fuck. I watch um, Winning Time. I watch, uh, was watching BMF when that was on. Snowfall, I'm I'm super tuned into Snowfall, man. That's <laughs> there we go. Let's talk. I don't know. <laughs> So, so, so all of us are tapped in to Snowfall Heavy. Now, one of us on the podcast really hated the episode where Unc and Aunt Louie got married. 
what was your thoughts? Of, <laughs> one, of, one of us was like, it was all right. And another really enjoyed that episode. Bro, What's your thoughts about that episode? Break the tie. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> the only shows, even like suspense movies that's supposed to be suspenseful, they never have me like this. So like, I like that episode because it was just like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> why? I told you, niggas. <laughs> bro, literally, like, I be sitting on the couch when I watch that show, bro. That shit having me so fucked up, I can't even see the frame on the TV no more. It's just like my whole vision is the show, like. Mm-hmm. Why, is this, bro, like, why is this nigga high as fuck with himself watching the bathroom? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> he got the air <laughs> 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 But what's I think about like okay, we seen y'all seen we all seen the trailer for the next episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. How crazy is it to know? No, I ain't see it. Well, it's a trailer, so it's not the episode, so I'm not ruining it. Let's just put it like that. How crazy is it to know that he's about to be broke, though? Woo-wee! Am I, am I listening awesome. to YouTube the trailer? Because uh, I know so, so the episode ended with him basically sound like he's getting out the game, but, he, but he's broke. Let, let Louie get on with him. He tell Teddy, like, I'm done, I'm out. I ain't even doing this shit no more. I got my money, and you don't got your money? Oh, yeah, it was all tied up, wasn't it? Into the, 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 the a lot of the money was tied up, and then the other cash money, uh, obviously, uh, D Ray took that shit, but he had more stash. So this is probably where y'all uh talking about the, the 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 girlfriend V, who's pregnant and everything. I think this is where shit really hits the fan with her. It's what it's two, gotta, it's two it's more it. episodes, right? It's only it's, two more. It's one. It? This is it. This is it. <laughs> That's why it's about to get wild on this one, like yeah. That's the one when he told Teddy he was gonna kill him. Oh yeah, he was hot as mine. <laughs> hey, Teddy was looking at the phone like. He said, was Teddy, he, Franklin." He said, "Yeah." He said he gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that show is some shit, bro. Like then it's fucked up how they cut Rick, the real Rick Ross out the situation. You feel me? But then he said that they calling him now, having him come on set and shit since John Singleton passed away. I like watching things actually happen. Even if they add things that didn't happen, I want to know yeah. that it happened. Like winning time. That That's not really real. Yeah, a lot of that shit is fictionalized. Like It has to be, bro. They got magic eating whore pussy in a whorehouse on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got magic out here wild and wild. I mean, I know he's a wild boy, but I, I hope he wasn't getting down like that. This shit. Show, right? Jerry Bush just as wild. Hey, Jerry Bush is the man. As a rookie from the Midwest, from Michigan, bro, you got the keys to LA. At that age and that time of age, age too. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, that's wild, bro. Like this is no social media. Like you're you're seeing things that you only see on TV. Yeah. And you're not from TV plates. You're from middle of America, like snowing, racism. Bruh, I couldn't imagine that, bruh. You got Hollywood in the late, in the fucking, in 80s, like, not the 80s, the first year of the 80s. 
through the whole 80s. Yeah, they still doing they still doing blow as a recreational drug. You know what I'm saying? They still they right. still wilding out there in L.A. or everywhere at that point. You had Cookie all the way from college. You wild boy, you wild boy. <laughs> Do you fuck with Ozark? I haven't got into that yet. All right, Dizzle has his assignments for movies. This is your assignment for a TV. <laughs> Ozark, Ozark. The the last season drop on April 29th. Okay. I guarantee I'm going to see you tweeting about it, Facebooking about it after the first episode. Guarantee. Guarantee. Y'all fuck with Raising Canaan? Absolutely. That's my favorite version of the power. Hey, his mom did bullshit on that last episode, bro. And I can imagine what's about to happen now. Because from what she did, in my mind, I was like, that's a fucked up way to end the show. Because in my mind, what she did, it's like, there's no continuance of this like you just ended the whole movie oh man you this shit about to come back she tried to take over her whole hood on some crazy wild shit yeah she went straight uh new jack city trying to have a carter <laughs> and shit i didn't kill his right. dad he didn't kill him his dad still alive oh man this shit wild mm-hmm. yeah turned this nigga into a beast man definitely turned this nigga into a beast so you watch a ton of basketball who's going to the nba finals and you know what's crazy about this year? It's hard for me to say because there's so many teams getting people back from injuries at the very beginning of the playoffs. Like, I don't know what, even if getting all your people back, I don't know who's still at four strength. Like, I just thought, I thought Kyrie was balling his ass off today. And then they lose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to wait till maybe second round to make a prediction on that. Like, I thought uh, my favorite player is, uh, Anthony, um, Edwards from Minnesota, my girl's favorite player, John Morant, so we finally get to see him in the series. And I'm thinking, like, he's got a better team. They're going to win the series. That surprised the fuck out of me yesterday, too. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard to say right now, man. It's like, we spend so much time dwelling on the Lakers being garbage. I really don't know. <laughs> hey, say that again. Say that again for me. <laughs> a lot of time on that, man. Like, it was a real amazement. Like, we knew they weren't going to be the greatest, but they actually weak as fuck. Like, he mad about it? Right. Staying on TV. Staying on at the primetime game. Uh, 8 o'clock tip. Like, uh, get these niggas off TV. Like, I tell my girl every night, like, hey, bro, why you keep turning them on? I don't want to watch them no more this season. <laughs> They own, there ain't no game on. Let's find something else to watch. You <laughs> yeah, Phoenix looking strong. Um, I think that might be my pick in the West. And in the East, I'm going to go. Bucks rematch? Nah. Oh. I don't, I don't like the Bucks style of play, bro. They don't have no system. Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> Four hours. Go dunk that Fear the deer. <laughs> When you're a real serious, loyal player to a team, you start to, like, embody the logo. Like, you play like them, you look like them. Giannis is a wild (laughs) out there doing anything. Climbing over niggas. (laughs) Doing anything. You that nigga, though. I give it to him, but I don't think they, they, they don't, they, they damn sure ain't got it to repeat. I know that for sure. They don't even got it to repeat going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, well, shit. To be transparent, all three of us picked the Bucks and the Suns to hit the finals. For y'all want 
see that? I don't know if I want to see that, but I think that's what's going to end up happening. Man, even if I thought that was going to happen, I ain't calling it. I don't want to. <laughs> I definitely want the Suns in the finals. I think they're one of the most entertaining teams in the league. The East is so up in the air. Miami is the number one seed, and I don't even feel like they like towering over the other teams like that. Not at all. Duncan Robinson put one on him today. He Factual. did. He Factual. did. But we know we know that ain't gonna work too many more rounds. That's a fact. One thing about <laughs> is in certain rounds you can get shit off. But people that we didn't expect to get twenty five, that's first round shit. That ain't happening in the second and third round. Mm-hmm. Better to team just like in the NCAA's, we seen that. Teams we don't expect to win, win early. They go against somebody like North Carolina, they get the fuck blown out. You feel me? <laughs> so what's your pick? What's your pick? These are the real picks. Yeah, yeah we put putting it on wax. Don't be wrong, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> the East, though, I'm just, I'm a fan, man. Most motherfuckers be having teams and shit. Just like with Fuck the yeah. Rap Game, I'm not stressing about that shit no more. You're not going to see me having a bad day because my team didn't win. Niggas be doing that shit, but they whole life be ruined when they team don't win. I like players. I don't like teams. I just like the game. You feel me? So, yeah, man. Kev, where you go, man? You take a smoke break? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was getting ready to roll up. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with y'all boys, man. Every time we do this shit, it'd be some funny-ass little moments, man. <laughs> For sure. Well, shit, man. Shout out to Graham. Shout out how people can get the merch. Shout out how people can get a verse. Shout out how people can get some production. Shout your shit out. Um, My gram is Flamborghini underscore DYT. Uh, Facebook, Flamborghini Gallardo. I got a Twitter, but I hate Twitter, so I ain't going to get you. I got a Snapchat, but um, I'm 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 still in my generation, man. I can't work for social media at one time. I don't know how motherfuckers do that shit. Until I figure out a way to make it post on everything at one time. I'm just gonna be on Facebook and Instagram. No, no TikTok, no TikTok uh, dances. <laughs> nah, I ain't got that either, man. Like, <laughs> I like, I, I just, I don't know. I know what I'm not. You know what I mean? You could, you could, you could drop the 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 merch and then jump into it and it be on your fit. Help you sell these units, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't got the editing skills for that shit. I'll be out. Yeah, that take forever. Hey, that's why you got a daughter, dog. Put her to work. Doing all this shit. Like, you know, like, you please tag me on TikTok so these people know that I'm your daughter, so they'll know I'm when I tag your music. That it, I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not on TikTok. I'm on TikTok, but I ain't about to, I ain't gonna tag. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on a website for the merch. I'm trying to have a website where it's actually my merch, my music, my beats, my videos, all in one place. I watched the Snoop Dogg Dream Champs, and he was talking about how he took the Death Row catalog off of all the streaming platforms and. and that total control over it so i'm actually trying to figure out a way to do that right now because point zero 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 one cents is free anyway mm. so i don't even want to be on that shit i ain't making no money my distro kid been up for two two years i got 70 bucks in that motherfucker like that shit ain't nothing you feel me? so i'd rather figure out a way to sell this shit directly for five dollars like i used to with my cds or some shit digitally make a little store or something man so I'm working on a website now where everybody can just anything you looking for product of me beats music videos merch it'll all be one place so be on the lookout for that soon and like i said uh the school supply backpack giveaway uh bikes and backpacks the fourth annual event will be at mike's bike park this august for the back to school time we'll give you all a date for that real soon 
And again, I'm just enjoying life right now, man, staying in a positive energy, making music here and there, but I ain't really stressing on what happened with the shit. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep giving y'all things to, 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 you know, vibe with and things like that, but it's, it's just chill time. You feel me? Yeah, but gotta let the young niggas do all the running. <laughs> I told y'all I need knee surgery. I can't run that goddamn much now. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Like I said, every time we do this shit, it's all love. It's all fun. Let's do it again soon, man. Y'all boys, I like how y'all elevating y'all grind, man. Y'all done took the independent route and took it away from the station, but y'all still probably fucking with... Yeah, you know how I'm peeping all that. You feel me? Yeah, much oh, yeah, love. We- y'all wish y'all many prosperous years of doing this shit because like I said the independent way is the best way and y'all gotta stay together man don't don't break this shit up man y'all it's better with all of y'all you feel me yes, appreciate it man appreciate it well there it is another episode of you can't make this up podcast Kev Nash DJ Killer Kev my side motherfucking Bill <laughs> we out till next week peace peace <laughs>